Welcome to the special episode of the podcast for which I personally take no responsibility. Uh, I plead the fifth. I have no recollection of ever saying any of the things that are contained in in this clip show. Uh, it has been produced by Flag Taylor, who has exercised his executive producer duties and actually done something for once. I also wanted to remind everyone that this Sunday, 5 p.m. Central Time, is the first, probably the only, live show of the podcast. Uh, so join us on this Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Time. Okay, enjoy whatever this flag put together. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Yeah. JVL gave his ranking of uh, NASA NASA movies. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking dumb Swede. It's not. It's NASA. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, it's like, how does he get his nuts so salty? Like, how does he get the perfect <laughs> roasted nuts? Like, how There is a Finnish uh, version of baseball uh, that actually has a semi-professional league in Finland. It's called Bubol or uh, Besapallo. <laughs> and uh, it, uh, it's... Wait, say the first, the first pronunciation again. <laughs> The, f- the first, in Swedish we call it booball, in Finnish they call it pesä palo. Okay. Boob ball. No. <laughs> I don't think there has ever been a professional Swedish baseball player. Hmm. And so in Efforting. This, this, this Finnish version, do they, do they use gloves? Yes, yes they do, but they don't, they don't run in a diamond. They start by running straight, then they turn right... Then then they turn left again. They turn uh, another left and run across the field, and then they run home. It's... Of course they do. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a kind of a trapezoid type operation. Ask the question of All right. your your question is which brother put the poop in the shoe in the which first brother place? put the poop in the shoe. I I actually know the answer to Thomas Thomas. Thomas, I, I know, it's contested. It's exactly right. Uncontested. <laughs> this right is an here. uncontested. I no did fact. not put poop in your shoe. You, you put the poop in your shoe. <laughs> you put the poop in your shoe. Why would I pick up poop and then put it in your shoe? I never did that. You always doing things with poop. And you guys know this from the diarrhea stories. <laughs> you tell mom that O'Brien did it. And I'm like, fuck you, I didn't do it. But no one believes me. Everybody believes that I did it. I didn't believe it because it's true. No, I don't know how the poop got in your shoe. How did you roll in somebody's shoe without I... somebody putting it there? I, I don't know. Where was your shoe? Did the dog just poop in your shoe? Did you put it in the dog? It was dried up old poop. It was old dried up poop. How long it had been since you wore those shoes then? I wore them all the time. I had like two pairs of shoes at that time. They were gray and black Nikes. They were like skateboarders. A, a couple of episodes ago, I think you guys had read um, another line from this wonderful documentary about uh, Tiger Woods. 
called Domination and Pie, the Perkins Years. <laughs> and so this is early in the documentary. The, the scene is uh, Elin, Elin Woods and Tiger are, are sitting in the, in the kitchen, and uh, Elin is at the table, and uh, she's looking over a credit card statement. So that's the scene. Tiger, Han, why are there so many Perkins charges this month? <laughs> You were going to say <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hold on. <laughs> do, do you need me to do it again? I don't want you to do it again because that was funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> Everyone knows that Tiger in Swedish is Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just going to I'm just going to go. Hold on. No, start over, start over. Ah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Elon, do it again. Leave, uh, leave all that in, though, and then we'll just yeah. do it again. Okay. <clears throat> Tigerham, why are there so many Perkins charges this month? Get off my back, Elon. I'm a major champion who likes warm pie. That's not a crime. <laughs> and that was Elin and Tiger Woods from Domination and Pie, the Perkins Jairs. I'm going to run out of patience so soon with you, Ryan. We have attempted to promote the podcast in various ways, and uh, we recently sent uh, Ryan out uh, to see what he could come up with. So, Ryan, do you, do you have a, a field report for us? Yeah, I, I wish I could say that this is going to have a happy ending, but uh, like Die Hard, but it, yeah, I don't think it, it really did. <laughs> So there was a podcast festival in Austin, which, I mean, there's probably four or five of those a year in Austin. Um, (laughs) I was down there. I was shopping us around. Um, As you know, it wasn't going well. I checked in with you guys a few times throughout the day. But um, as I was packing up my table and getting ready to head head home, this guy comes over and he's like, oh, he sees my sign. And he's like, oh, hey, I've actually listened to this. You guys are really good together. And I'm just like, you know, on cloud nine. And he's just like, I'm actually, you know, a producer for Stitcher Premium. Um, It's always nice to get praise. Yeah. it's. But then he says, but uh, you guys need to drop your affiliation with the substandard. He's like, they're already doing their thing. You know, people don't want a second-rate version of that. You need to find your own voice, do your own thing. You know, really go for a bigger audience. So, I leapt over the table and just began to beat him about the face and groin area. I, I was screaming at him. I said, do you see these tattoos? And I was showing him my knuckles. They say substandard for life. And, well, I, and I was like, well... They will once I finish them and figure out how to fit them all on there. I just say SU right now, but that's what it means. And I realized there were people who were starting to stare, and I needed to make a quick getaway. And that was not going to be easy because Rhett was crying, and Piper had become all tangled up in the baby. Beating, and she was almost falling out, so I had to just swing her around to the back take off for the car 
I don't know. <laughs> Looking for me. I feel, like, I feel like my story's pretty, you know, like I had cause. I've, well, yeah, I think I think that was, you know, he, he was obviously provoking you. Uh, I think by that, saying yeah. that. Did, I think like the commentary guys must have sent him out there. Did you at least leave him with a business card? Yeah, I. Um, okay. I kind of just drew my number in his blood on his shirt. <laughs> so, you know, just in case he was still interested. You know, in, in not changing us. But did anyone else have a movie quote this week? Yeah, I just thought of one. <laughs> Okay, Ryan. I just thought of one. <laughs> Are these not real quotes? <laughs> it's the elephant, man. You know it's the elephant, man. <laughs> the elephant has the longest memory of any mammal, man. And that was Anthony Hopkins, the elephant man. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. I got one. You know what, guys? I fucking hate underwear. So I'm going commando. <laughs> and that was Sylvester Sloan commando. Arnold Schwarzenegger was in commando. <laughs> Way to ruin the fucking joke. <laughs> that was a twist. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone as Arnold Schwarzenegger in commando. <laughs> And that was Sylvester Sloan as Arnold Schwarzenegger. In- <laughs> I think I'm actually crying. I am. I'm hurting. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Rick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to be up all night editing this. <laughs> Did you see we, that? That was a transition. That, <laughs> I'm impressed, and and you that didn't even a transition for ten seconds. That's <laughs> true. It wasn't a transition. You just said what we we're gonna do next. Yeah, that was not a transition. Don't don't give him credit for things that he doesn't but, deserve. Hold on, he brought up sponsors and then went to a sponsor. I mean, that's, that's don't defend pretty, pretty close. That's pretty close to a transition to me. How right. How is it that Ryan is the one on my side tonight? Yeah, this I, is so awkward. I don't... <laughs> Thomas, I hate you. Welcome to Heartlines on the Tree 103.3. I'm Ryan Ripolipides playing... Just the rock hardest love songs from the early man soundtrack. I'm joined as always <laughs> by my co-hosts, my dick jockeys in crime. He's the Bill O'Reilly's puppy of Radio Free Norway. Thomas, say hey, Thomas, how are you tonight? Great answer. And bringing up the back end, the priest with the meast. That didn't work. The crime dog of love songs, Chris Haberman. <laughs> hey, Chris, how are you? I'm great. How are and- you, Ryan? On this very special episode, don't ask me questions. I'm in the middle of something. On this very special episode, we've got a relationship expert alive in studio to answer all your relationship questions. Shannon, love last. Shannon, <laughs> welcome to Heartline on the Shore 104.4. <laughs> I have nothing to say to you. Uh, it's it's entitled "Dreaming of Beaver Nugs." 
at Jiffy Lube. <laughs> go on. Okay. Here, here we go. Oh, I'm already starting to cry. <laughs> Not yet. Where my nugs are, I know. Sorry. It's very serious business. I shouldn't be laughing. All right, Beaver Nugs, take two. Where my nugs are, I know not. A snack I've heard fit for Camelot. Oh, Mary, Nugs, temptress, what shall I do? Is it revenge now that I must plot? That's only the first stanza. Wait for it. Can nugs be both sweet and salty? Might they render other snacks paltry? Oh, Mary, where do I now turn if it's the goddamn mail that's faulty? <laughs> A beaver nugs oath there might have been. Oh, God. Longings fulfilled, I know not when. Daydream I do of the delicate taste and of a serving size larger than ten. <laughs> Those sweet nugs with their tender crunch. Papers to grade, I have a bunch. <laughs> and hours to go before lunch. And hours to go before lunch. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, I, for I was trying to get funding for us because I keep hearing about, you know, this Soros money. I was right. Trying to get some like political funding for us, and I've been asking people about, you know, trying to get some cock money, and <laughs> I've been asking around about about that, and I've been asking on Twitter. I'm just like, hey, can I get some of that cock money? And <laughs> I don't know what people keep sending me just like uh, just the the strangest links and I'm like I'm like the Cock brothers you know the, the libertarian billionaires like why are you so I Tim Tim I d- Tim do you want to take this one uh well uh they're they're practically neighbors right uh, of mine and uh it's uh, it's pr- pronounced Coke. Um, I, they I, I, Coca-Cola? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a... Uh, is that a German pronunciation? I don't know. Huh. Some old world... Uh, American, it would be... I guess we should have put Thomas in charge of that. Yeah, Yeah. well, I, I suggest that you, you try to, I don't know, like go 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 to the, the nearest street corner there in Austin and see if you can find some Coke money. Um, <laughs> and see, see what they can do for you. <laughs> I'm sure that'll work out too. Yeah. I believe that you have a restaurant review to share with us. I do, and it, it really opens up with a mea culpa. Uh, I'm sorry, Thomas, for doubting the the Mexican cuisine of the greater Champaign-Urbana. Yeah. Yeah. Metro area. Um, I, I doubted that you could have authentic Mexican food. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know what I realized? We have amazing, authentic Mexican food here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, why can't you have it there? And I was reminded of this when I went out to lunch with my wife the other day. We went to this, this uh, like, truly authentic place. Uh, and uh, quest, we, talk, Taco John's? No, no. 
no, not Taco John's. <laughs> like a, a one location. Sorry, Sunny Bunch. A one location place that you know was amazing. And uh, I ordered. I think. I think it's called a lunch burrito. Is, is that what you call it? <laughs> I'm taking a break for this part. <laughs> um, I know what you're trying to do. Uh, I, I think okay, I'm gonna, just. I'm going to walk over and get some actual authentic Mexican food while you're doing this so that I don't yell at you. (laughs) You'll you'll hear it then on um, later today when you listen to it on Sunday, November 4th. So (laughs) Ryan, what, what um, not only was it authentic, but they actually, I think improved upon. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah, Sioux Falls is always improving the Mexican (laughs) cuisine. (laughs) Instead of a tortilla, they just used a little bit of pita bread. Oh, um, oh, that's a great innovation. Yeah. Yes. And, like, what's better than grilled chicken? Uh, boiled chicken? I don't know. What are you going to say? <laughs> no, no, like, fried chicken, right? So they Chris, use, like, oh these sure crispy chicken were strips. You a, were you at a Greek restaurant? No. no. <laughs> were you Listen, at a Kentucky was, Fried like, Chicken? You know it was quality because they, they had um, salsa con queso. Ryan, I don't know if you know it. So That means salsa with queso. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I always wondered. Oh yeah, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check the translation on that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, the biggest problem with Mexican food is it can be spicy. Um, and so rather than doing like a hot sauce or or salsa or he's gonna say ketchup. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> so they they put some ketchup on the on the pita right before they put the chicken strips oh. and the and the um the other fixins on there and. My gosh, it was amazing. I'm uh, pretty sure it's pronounced queso. <laughs> it sounds like English they've size. taken. Uh, it sounds like they've stolen my mother-in-law's recipe book. <laughs> she's always, you know, when she makes her enchiladas, she's just like, ah, let's get this spice out of here. Give me the, give me the Heinz. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if yeah, so uh, five stars. We are on episode 15 of the Substandard Expanded Universe podcast already, and man, that is hard to believe. On the outside chance that this is the very first episode that you are listening to, which is kind of unbelievable, but whatever, I thought I'd offer a cheat sheet for you. Our style is layers, and not just in the sense of having an oppressive layer game, but to layer jokes upon jokes upon jokes. And in case you don't understand why we're dying of laughing... I'm going to offer you a cheat sheet for the first 14 episodes. First, let's start with our hosts. Thomas Lassie is our host with the accent. He is Flemish. If you don't know what that means, it's one of the main two ethnic groups that make up Belgium. And he's so that means he's basically a cheese-eating surrender monkey. He has a PhD in international relations with an emphasis in conflict studies, which is why he has accepted a job at Arizona State in the Center for the Planning of Future Wars. He's an unabashed neocon artist, and all of us are concerned he will spontaneously combust once summer comes to Arizona. He's a communist. He hates America. He hates peanut butter, root beer, and carpet. Ryan is... Uh, we don't know exactly what Ryan does. It has something to do with filling garbage bags with concrete. He lives in Austin, where he sits on his porch and yells at the hipsters who drive by on their electric scooters. He yells at them to get off his lawn. He drinks his whiskey straight from the bottle and buys his tacos at Taco Bell. He loves Texas, guns, and distilled spirits. He also has a racist baby who is half Mexican, but she must not know that. She's going to be like Pal Show's first black white supremacist. Our first guest was Shannon Last, our patron saint. She's the CEO of The Last Household, 
and is just as patient with us, the idiots of the substandard expanded universe, as she is with her husband, the chief experience officer, who for some reason continues to make acquisitions, such as the 65-inch TCL television, which now dominates their mantle. She gives rib-crushing hugs and can woo with the best of the woo girls. She has a thing for James Comey, and uh, it has to do with a room, and I don't want to say anything else about it. We also have Jason and Matt on the COT podcast. Matt lives in the D.C. area. He wears pants with gusseted crotches and does the stuff that you'd expect someone with a gusseted crotch to do, like do planks on rocks. He's dating a twin, which he says is a feature, not a bug, and he's going to kill me for saying that. I really hope she doesn't listen to the podcast. Jason lives in Cleveland and is a Cleveland superfan. He roots for all the teams someone living in Cleveland roots for. The Browns, the Cavs, the Indians, and Youngstown State's football team. He's an adorable son named after his favorite baseball team's former stadium. I think it's Mistake by the Lake, Cooper. It's a weird name, but what do I know? Our next guests were Shark and Mary. Shark is working on a PhD in sociology with an emphasis on the use of emojis on dating sites. Gabriel Rossman is her dissertation advisor, or whatever it's called. I think it's called guidance counselor. Uh, Shark is irrationally attached to her home state of Ohio, defends all things Ohio, including the garbage distilled spirits they produce. And if you say, oh, in front of her, as in, oh my, or oh, for goodness sake, she will interrupt you and say, H-I-O. Mary is a proud Texan, and as a proud Texan, likes all kinds of things from Texas, like gas stations based in Texas. She rarely sleeps and has more commemorative pint glasses that she would like to admit and goes to Disney World at least twice a year. Our next guests were Rick and Steven. Rick hails from Long Island, but grew up riding the short bus. He went to real law school and lives in the D.C. area. He studied literature in college and is a big fan of Barbara Kingsolver. He bought a lot of lottery tickets recently with the hope that he would win, so he could, and I quote him here, so he could drink himself to death with fine wine. He's dating someone half his age who I really hope isn't listening. Steven is a giant of the gentle sort. When he gets passionate, he sounds like an extra from The Sopranos. He went on a date with a girl he thought was interesting looking. He's an undercover conservative working on Madison Avenue in New York City where everyone assumes he is a socialist. Oh, and on his episode, he outed himself as an undercover pirate. Our next guest was Adam. He hails from Pittsburgh where he cheers for all the local teams and pretends to like local beers like Iron City. He travels and raises money for a living and recently was in the Austin area where he met up with Ryan. Flag was our next guest. He's a political theory professor, which means he's afraid of numbers, but for some reason he really likes when we count things on the podcast. He shared a poem on the podcast, which is easily one of our top five moments of SSEU podcast history. He's an advocate of communism, speaking frequently at the Center for the Promotion of Communism. Tim Lewis was our next guest. He talked about how dissatisfied he is with movies today, and then proceeded to share a detailed plot summary of a dumb movie called Christmas Town. And that brings us to today. Has your infant ever screamed when placed in the arms of a friend of a different race or ethnicity? Does your preschooler express problematic opinions about ethnic food or women in the workplace? Does... Does your toddler stare contemptuously at others when multi, on, multi, on multiracial playdates? Many of us have no choice but to answer, answer yes to at least one of those questions. Studies show that if not nipped in the bud, these seemingly minor incidents can lead to even more troubling behaviors as your child gets older. 
one minute you're snuggling with the sweet toddler Bridget, and the next minute you're checking tween Bridget's browser and finding David Duke's newsletter <laughs> in her search history. <laughs> what do parents do? Let's be honest. Traditional character formation is really hard, and most parents are terrible at it. You sure as hell can't rely on teachers. Your kids have less respect for them than they do for you. Thankfully, the folks at We Harmony have an app for that. We Harmony says it's never too soon to stamp out these problematic instincts in your little one. And it works just like a dating app, so the garbage millennials and iGen parents can teach their children to navigate this technology with ease. Open the app, hand your smartphone or phone or tablet to your little one. Pictures will pop up of the diverse and marginalized people, both living and dead. A quick swipe right is an affirmation of the good people, while a swipe left dismisses the problematic figures. But if little, little Joey or Veronica gives a swipe to Stonewall Jackson or a swipe left to Martin Luther King, the phone or tablet will emit a brief but strong electric <laughs> You'll be amazed at how quickly their chubby little hands will make the right choices after a few hours of these electric pulses. Problematic behaviors don't disappear within a year. The folks at We Harmony will delete the app from your phone free of charge. That guarantee you can't afford not to try this app. But don't take our word for it. Take it from the customer. Here's Trevor, a young father from Austin, Texas. About a year ago, we tried when we were visiting Washington, D.C. for the first time. I was up carrying the one-year-old Charlotte up the steps to Lincoln Memorial. As we made our way up the last steps and passed between those glorious columns, Charlotte looked up, glanced, glanced at the savior of our union, pointed, and projectile vomit. At the same time, I shrugged this off as coincidental. But when a year later, her first full sentence was, The South will rise again! I knew I had to do some. Thanks, we army. Charlotte's pro-Confederate instincts have almost entirely disappeared. She won't let go of the idea of the constitutionality of secession. But hey, I'm no constitutional scholar. Take the likes of treasure. Trevor. Trevor. It's never too early to start with We Harmony. Many people with PhDs have determined <laughs> that this time there is not any evidence that at this time there is not any evidence or very little evidence that there are any lasting physical effects from electric pulses. Well, there is one lasting effect. The blank vacant stares. The are better than the hostile looks, so they actually help with the eat with the harmony thing. So download We Harmony today and ensure your little one joins the enlightened. <laughs> Wow. We har we com. Talk about a rack. <laughs> Speaking of doctor, did you get a look at some Orion stool? <laughs> I, I I I thought we were saving that for post show. Did you not did you not stop by that that Airbnb bathroom that we stayed in? Because I, I didn't flush the whole time we were there. <laughs> Some there for you. <laughs> I thought I gave you the access code. To go ahead. Before uh, we started recording, uh, Megs, Megs was complaining about how long the foreplay was. She said she yes. just wanted it to be over and go to sleep so she could go to sleep. 
That's literally what she said. It was like an hour, and that's too long. Are you an idiot? <laughs> the power of and. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're at a restaurant, and part of you wants to order the scallops, but part of you wants to order the steak. The power of and reminds you that we can have Like, both. I'm going to go to the bathroom, and I'm going to wash my hands. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what leaps to mind. Right, let's answer at the same time. One, two, three... I've had a decent I day. Have diarrhea. Um, yeah. <laughs> you did a really long pause, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, Ryan. I didn't know what more. to say. <laughs> That's just the first thing that came to my mind. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I messed up the intro. That- Who was the first guy to write about the Empire being the good guys? This guy! You think you're a misanthrope? Shannon has placed not one. But three welcome mats outside their door, and what does JBL do every morning and every every evening? He flips them over. What kind of monster wants guests? You think you hate Vatican II? JBL hates Vatican what? <laughs> you think you're a germaphobe? He has a bottle of extra strength Purell in both of his strangely deep front pockets of his Prana jeans. You like your Prana jeans? Oh, that's cute. He's a brand forking ambassador. You like to add a little bit of powdered cheese on your popcorn? Oh, that's that's nice. JVL eats it straight from the container. You hate chit-chat with your barber? JVL picked a new haircut based solely on the fact that he can give it to himself. So he doesn't have to talk to his barber. You may be a doctor, but he's practically a doctor. I'm pretty sure this means we can send him our stool. You think you do your research when you make a big purchase? He spends days making charts. Charts! Spreadsheets! Value over replacement mattress! JVL, how are you? I'm okay. And it's accurate to plus or minus five seconds per year. Per fucking year. What this means (laughs) is that I will probably be one minute fast with this watch when Flash is getting married. (laughs) <laughs> you sit with that. Imagine it. So anyway, this is it's an amazingly artisanal thing. Citizen is this giant. They're probably the second largest watch company in the world. Mostly they make uh, sort of over-engineered sports watches for the masses. Uh, but this thing, they, they only have, they've literally, there are six guys in the Citizen company who are qualified to make this watch. And they churn out an average of like one per day. So there's just very few of them floating around. Uh, every part of it is in-house. They grow their own crystals for the quartz. I mean, that's how like crazy it is. Uh, it's titanium with Zeratsu polishing I'm going to black out. Uh, and the, <laughs> even the dial, the dial is made. Is uh, the belt too tight? Don't, don't let the belt get too tight. <laughs> it was so much better that way. Uh, <laughs> just like a- Andy Reid autoerotic asphyxiation. I mean, I know that I know that Vic mentioned David Carradine yesterday, but you don't have to reenact it. Are you an idiot? Thomas, I hate you. This is Neil Armstrong telling you to go see First Man. 
even though that director, Damien Chavalier, can go stick a dick because he cut that scene of me planting the flag on the moon. Is that me? I can't remember. I'm long dead. But anyway, go see the movie. It's really good. And that Ryan Gosling really gets me turgid. <laughs> you, you, you I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I just thought of that right now. I, all I wrote down was first man ad. <laughs> I really hope I can. Is that usable? Proud of themselves. (laughs) (laughs) That was. Oh my god, that was the best. Thomas, can I do a a limerick? (laughs) Yes. I have a limerick. (laughs) Limerick, limerick show now. Go on. Yeah, I was afraid that 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 uh, first poem was so highbrow that I better give the masses (laughs) what they want. All right. Hey, have you heard of Mike Hunt? Brother of Bonnie, Shay asked, perhaps just a runt. Then Shay said it aloud, thankfully not in the crowd. Oh my God, I just said the word. (laughs) 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 And on that note, (laughs) that's the end of episode 29 of. That apparently in Sweden, uh, it is a thing that we have actually banana pizza. Uh, and they found this very fascinating. Uh, yikes. Banana pizza. It is delicious. Wait, wait. It is great. Really? No, it's not. Yes, Who it is. Thomas. Thomas, okay. N- no one believes you. There's no, no such I mean, thing as banana they, pizza. Yeah. No. So it's red sauce, cheese, pepperoni, and bananas. Yeah, like whatever you want to put on it. But banana is one of these things. Yeah. People like if you banana. if you want banana banana, banana and pineapple, that's no. fine. Banana and pineapple. Grapes. Haven't, olives. Haven't tried grape, but I could Kiwi. imagine. <laughs> Dump a Fanta on it. Passion fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Americans seem so um, close-minded when it comes to pizza toppings. Well, when Go you're on. a hour. Tell us about the other stupid things you put on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anchovy, but uh, maybe that's a thing in the U.S. too. I'm, I'm not oh, sure. I like yeah, yeah, it's your birthday, Thomas. Tell us about the stupid things you do. <laughs> <laughs> Any birthday traditions other than a whipped cream cake and banana pizza no i mean there aren't aren't re- like like people do the same things in sweden as they do in the u.s you get together with friends maybe go out and eat have some sort of party get mm-hmm. get wasted uh whatever it is mm-hmm. that you feel like doing do you have pinatas and pin the tail on the donkey where, where what, you pin what, the what, tail on the what reindeer comes out of a swedish pinata uh moose jerky <laughs> norwegians <laughs> and then you pin the tail on them that's right in... We're not the Zack Snyder fanboys of the we are mega, mega thread or premium, so I don't think that was us. That said, Ryan has pitched a tent at Zack <laughs> Snyder movie. Great. Say more perverted stuff about me. Like, this is going to be... What do you mean why perverted? That, why, why does that have to be my thing? Okay, it's... Whatever. It's <laughs> yeah, we twisted your arm into that Bosch thing. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it's fine. That's, that's kind of my... Oh, oh, oh. Ah, that, yeah. 
Oh, my gosh. How do you guys get anything done? All right, let's move. Who says we do? Why do you think it takes Thomas, like, two weeks to edit one episode? Where are we? Sharkhead. Sharkhead. Maui's all down in the dumps. Maui's down in the dumps. It turns out that he's actually useless. Not very good at using his... He can't use his scimitar. scimitar. Okay, it's a fish hook, but you might also... If you're if you're going back to Christian typology for a minute, Thomas, it's kind of like a crozier if you think about it. I have no idea what that word means. <laughs> well, it sounds like crozier when I understand what you're saying, but uh, it's it's I would call it a crozier. Crozier. I don't know how to say it. Okay, but I can spell it. Crozier is is. Is the 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 stick the stick the Austin, Austin Crozier was a great chaser for like you, ten if years. If you look at Pope Francis, he has a communist one. What? <laughs> it's the staff the bishops hold like this, as Shannon says. And I head to uh, what's the island called? Tefiti. No, we haven't gone there yet. We've missed a crucial oh. point. Okay, yeah, yeah. let's not skip so, there. So, so Maui gives up. Now yeah. he's, now he's like, out. I hope he it doesn't work. He realizes that, that despite all his muscles and his tasks. Like, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, he does not have what it takes. Look at he's this got car. nothing. He's got nothing. No hook, and, I'm nothing. Without, yeah. And she, in turn, starts to doubt herself. She starts to doubt, is this my mission? Is this my call? It's like a, you know, it's sort of a moment of darkness in the garden, mm-hmm. if you will. She is at a really low moment and her grandmother kind of comes to her and re- just sort of nudges her. Doesn't doesn't give her her identity, but reminds her of her identity. Obi-Wan could, Obi-Wan could grandmother. Comes right. Back. So she reminds her that she she's just a girl from the island, but she's not just a girl from the island. This is so deep, you guys. OMG. I love that song. That song is great. Oh, OK. Here, let's listen. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Can you hear it? She makes a whole family proud. Can you hear it? Yes. Okay, well, we can answer. The journey may leave a scar. The journey may leave a scar. But scars can heal and reveal just who you are. The people you love will change you, Thomas. The things you will learn will guide you, Thomas. Did you just take off your earbuds? So that you <laughs> Did you know that Lynn manuel Miranda sang this song with a voice ager? He did not. No, voice ager. <laughs> but she asked the important it, question, it right? Looks she said, exactly like those things that Jedi put in their mouth, and go down in the water yeah. and breathe underwater. Said, That's what it is. But you put it on your throat. <laughs> I am a girl who loves my island, and a girl who loves the sea. It calls me. Right, Thomas? Are you with me? I was like punching Thomas. I'm the daughter of the village chief. We're descended from voyagers who crossed the sea. Away across the world. Is that how South Dakotans show affection? I've delivered us to where we are. I have journeyed farther. I am everything I've learned and more. Still it calls me. Right, Thomas? And the call isn't out there at all, it's inside me. It's like a tide always falling and rising. See? I mean, here's the thing, Thomas. She knows the way. Come what may, I know the way. Because you know why? Because it rhymes. I am a wanna. I was like punching Thomas in this part. Yeah. I am a wanna. Ah, that's who I am. 
didn't Chris ask about that? No, he did not. He asked if the red light was on. Dick. <laughs> you know that Gwyneth Paltrow is a big advocate of shoving all kinds of stuff up there, right? <laughs> what? What is she? Just Google it. I just yeah, I just Google it just to 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 look for a specific th- like. No, you should not put jade eggs in your vagina just because Gwyneth Paltrow tells you to. <laughs> no matter what she, no matter what Gwyneth Paltrow says, don't put glitter in your vagina. Pro tip: keep Gwyneth Paltrow's jade vagina eggs away from your vagina. You know, the family's out for a walk. Your little flag is in the stroller. We're puttering around, and I look up and I see this this little boy uh, on his his uh, little bicycle with training wheels coming at me. <laughs> and and it's the kid from the hot tub, and be- behind him are his parents. They're like, I think it's just actually one of the parents. Are like his mom is like ten feet behind him, and so he rides up and he he gets about even with me and and I said, hey, and he goes, <laughs> and the little kid goes, oh hey, and he kind of had this like nothing look on his face, and so I don't I didn't think he recognized me, and so I was like, hey, and this is a direct quote. I said. Don't you remember me from the hot tub? (laughs) (laughs) At at which point I turned to my wife and she looks at me with horror. (laughs) What did you just say? (laughs) I think we like shuffled away as fast as we could. I guess that's slightly better than, hey, do you remember when I played with you? <laughs> You've been listening to the greatest hit, the the greatest, the the hits, the the thing, the the clips, the some of the clips, maybe not the greatest, but so, some of the recorded things that that some of the the people said when they were on the podcast, the funny things that were said. That's what we we recorded, and then splice them together into a kind of show uh this this has been a a hits of the funny things from the podcast it's a dude's counting production from mediocre terrible studios and if you like what you've heard you should go to stores like walmart or costco or even target where all fine podcasts are sold
you and I Cause baby now we got together You know we used to be mother So take a look at what you've done Cause baby now we got Baby, now we got better You know I used to be better So take a look at what you've done Cause baby, now we got better Now we got problems And I don't think we can solve One might think that uh, at episode 72 All the technical issues would be ironed out <laughs> <clears throat> Are you an idiot? 